Well, that was sure a blessed song there. I enjoyed hearing Leah sing that. I enjoyed Rachel singing this morning. And I enjoyed preaching to you this morning. I can't see the clock back there. I see a square gray thing, and I can't see any numbers. And I thought I preached a long time this morning. I saw there were a few of you nodding off, and I thought, well, it must be getting close to noon. And so uh, I just felt like I should be done. And I found out this evening or, or that, I was, that I was a little too brief for your liking. I'll make up for it tonight, okay? And, uh, but meet me in 2 Timothy chapter 2. I do want to thank you for, uh, for ministering to us. And uh, I, I say that we come um, with the intent of ministering to you, but some churches minister uh, back and I just want to thank you for that Janet and I do and your blessing in every way I always enjoy being around your pastor and being around um, being able to be here with you second Timothy chapter 2 just going to read one verse and then we'll study throughout this chapter other verses but to start one verse and it's verse 19 second Timothy chapter 2 verse 19 and I like this verse I think this verse is the key verse of this chapter. That's just my opinion. But uh, it's, a verse that, uh, it's a verse that's just filled with comfort and uh, encouragement, but it also has a strong challenge in it. And he says in verse 19, look what he says, Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal... The Lord knoweth them that are His, and let every one that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. I like that verse because of the encouragement in it, but I also like it because of the challenge that's found in there. And one thing you have to acknowledge when you read verse 19 is we dare not neglect the foundation of God. It stands sure you're not going to be able to ignore it. Sometimes driving down the highway, we'll see something and we'll say, look at that, did you see that? And my wife will be maybe a little slow turning or whatever. No, I didn't. I said, well, it was worth seeing and such. She missed it, I guess I'm saying. And then sometimes she'll say, look at that, and I'm driving, and so I wait till I, have, till I can look away and I miss it. But I'm telling you that the foundation of God is something that man will not ignore. Now, they can ignore it, but not forever. In other words, there's coming a time when every man will acknowledge that the foundation of God standeth sure. And I want us to look at this tonight. I like the thought, the foundation of God standeth sure. It's supposed to be encouraging, but it's also challenging. And I want us just to study this chapter uh, in regard to verse 19. First of all, I want you to see who he's writing to. In verse 1, he says, Paul and, or excuse me, verse 1, chapter 2, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. He's writing to people that need the strength that comes from the grace of God. Therefore, it's good news that the foundation of God, where that grace comes from, standeth sure, isn't it? He's writing to people, if you get this thought, he's writing to people just like us. He's writing to people who are alive, just like us. 
He's writing to people who are living in perilous times just like us. So when you come to verse 19, he prays in verse, or he instructs in verse 1 that we be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. But verse 19 quickly comes behind it just assuring us that the grace that we need to be strong in is sufficient and will be there because it comes from the foundation of God that standeth sure. You look out throughout this chapter and you find that he, in verse 14 through 18, he's writing to saints that are being hammered with false teaching. Look what he says, verse 14. Of these things put them in remembrance, charging them before the Lord that they strive not about words to no profit, but to the subverting of the hearers. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, but shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness. And their word will eat as doth a canker, of whom is Hymenaeus and Philetus, who concerning the truth have erred, saying that the resurrection is past already, and overthrow the faith of some. He's writing to saints who are struggling or being hammered with false teaching. Now I'm just telling you, uh, it can't be, it couldn't have been any worse in their day than it is in our day. With technology being what it is, we have access to all kinds of, can I use the word stupid stuff? All kinds of stuff that is just so unbiblical and so off the wall and off the chart in regard to God. I, I watched a, a preach, uh, I watched a religious program this morning. And uh, the fellows all so smile and so 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 smooth and stuff, but he really has nothing to say that's going to help anybody eternally. I'm just saying to you, it's good to know that while the world is being hammered with false teaching, the foundation of God standeth sure. That there's no movement in the foundation of God, and He's writing to saints that are being tempted to fuss rather than minister. Look at verse 23. He says, But foolish and unlearned questions avoid, knowing they do gender strife. And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. If God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. He's writing to saints who are being distracted to fuss with one another instead of ministering to the saints who are held captive by the devil. And so it's good news that the foundation of God stands assured. Now what is he saying in verse 19? Look at it again with me. He says, Nevertheless... The foundation of God standeth sure. Here's what he's saying. He's saying the foundation of God has been often challenged, but it's never been conquered. Think with me. When he says, the found, nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, he's saying that the foundation of God has been often, has been and is and will be often challenged but it will never, ever be conquered. He uses two words here that kind of open up this explanation. He first uses the word nevertheless. 
And he's just acknowledging that the foundation of God has a lot of challengers. And he's acknowledging that the foundation of God has a lot of opposition. But then he uses the word standeth. And he could have said stood. And he could have said will stand. But he uses the word standeth, which means it stood in the past. It will stand in the future because it is standing now. And he's just saying to us and emphasizing that, look, the foundation of God. There's a lot of people challenging it, a lot of a lot of uh, opposition to it, but it's never going to be conquered. Now, what might we give as evidence to prove, and he gives some in this, that the foundation of God's standing sure. Look at verse 8. He, he takes them back and he says, Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David, look here, was raised from the dead. Remember one of the challenges of mankind and of the devil and the unsaved man towards God and the foundation of God was they crucified His Son. And I, remember, I, just, I just feel like they probably just said, there. <laughs> Won't have to hear that anymore. Won't have to worry about that anymore. Won't have to face that anymore. But remember what happened on the third day? God said, no, it's not over, and raised him up. And there's a challenge, but not conquered, because God raised up His Son. Then we go on in this, and you see in verse 9, here's another challenge. He says in verse 9, wherein I suffer trouble as an evildoer, look here, even unto bonds, but then look, he follows it, but the Word of God is not bound. See, here's the challenge. See, I imagine they put Paul in prison and said, well, we don't have to worry about that anymore. We'll be done with that. I'm tired of hearing that. He can't have any more influence if he's in stocks and bonds, if he's in prison. He can't have any more influence. And God said, wait a minute, wait a minute, hold it. You can bind up my man, but you can't bind up my message. You've got to see this. I'm just saying to you, we're living in a day where we need encouraging and comfort and we need courage. And I'm saying to you, God says to us, nevertheless, you might have some opposition. You might have some, some challenges. But I'm telling you, the foundation of God standeth sure. He proves it when He raised His Son from the dead. He proved it when they bound up Paul and yet uh, uh, the, the message was not bound. And then there's one other thought. Look here in verse 13. He says, if we believe not, yet He abideth faithful. He cannot deny Himself. I'm just saying to you tonight that uh, man says, looks at Christianity and says, well, you know, it's not the fastest growing religion anymore. You know, there are others outpacing it in their growth. You know, there's not near as many people believing in Christianity as there once did. And God says, that doesn't change the fact that the foundation of God standeth sure. It says, what did He say? If we believe not. If everybody believes not. It doesn't change the fact that God is God. Meaning... The foundation of God standeth sure. He's had many, 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 many challengers, but never has He been conquered. I'm just saying to you tonight, the foundation of God standeth sure. Often challenged, has been, is, will be, 
but it'll survive every challenge and every enemy and every opposition. It will stand assured. Now, he goes on in verse 19, and this is my favorite part. Verse 19, he says, Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure. And then he says this, Having this seal. Now, until recently, when I would read this verse, I would, I would say, okay, what is the seal? What is the seal that indicates the foundation of God standeth sure? What is the seal that He's going to give me that's going to prove that the foundation of God standeth sure? And I think that's the backwards way to look at it. Because the, the, the evidence that the foundation of God standeth sure is the resurrection of Christ and the unbound Word. That's the evidence of the, of the foundation of God standing sure. So the way to look at this is this. Not that there's a seal that shows the foundation of God's stability, but rather there's the foundation of God that indicates this. In other words, I think what is a seal? And a seal shows ownership, but a, a seal also makes a statement. And when you see that he says the foundation of God standeth sure having this seal, think inscription. In other words, he's saying, here's the foundation of God. It stands, often challenged, never conquered. People don't believe, it stands. People tie up the messenger, the word stands. People crucified Christ. I raised him. The foundation of God stand assured. And then when he says, having this seal, what he's saying is, meaning this. In other words, here's the foundation standing, see, standing sure. What does that say to you? What does that mean to you? What does that indicate? That it's often challenged but never conquered. What is the message that comes from that? Because that's what he's saying when he says the foundation of God standeth sure having this seal. He's saying the foundation of God makes this clear. The foundation of God standing says this to us. And what does it say? Number one, I like this thought. Look at it. Here's the first thing it says. The Lord knoweth them that are His. Isn't that good news? I like the song that Leah sang. He, I have a Father and He knows my name and He knows my tears. He knows what I'm going through. This, this foundation of God standing sure gives us the assurance that the Lord knows them that are His. He knows our heart. He knows our name. He knows when we belong to Him. He knows if we're, if we're living surrendered to Him. He knows us. You know, the early church found out that the Lord was on top of things in a very dramatic way. The early church, they were assembled together and they were, it was all wonderful. Everything, everybody was unified and all were filled with the Spirit. And then one day, and people were selling their possessions so they could take care of the rest of the church body that didn't have anything or couldn't, couldn't eat. And one day, uh, Ananias and Sapphira came in and they thought, nobody will know. Nobody will know. And maybe nobody in the pew did know. But God knew. And they came in and they had lied to the Holy Spirit of God. And God knew that. And so when Peter's standing up and they're coming down the aisle, they had a bit of a conversation and then he's gone. 
And then in a little bit, here she come to make her own entrance. And the same thing happened to her. I'm just saying, God showed that church in a very dramatic way that the foundation of God standeth sure, which says He knows those that are His, and He knows what we're thinking, He knows what's in our heart, He knows our living, He knows our activity, He knows our submission or lack of to Him. The foundation of God standing sure makes it clear that the Lord knoweth them that are His. But the foundation of God being sure also speaks of the Lord's authority and ability to hold us accountable. Look what he says in verse 19. The foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal. The Lord knoweth them that are His. And, here's the second thing, let every one that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use, and prepared for every good work. Flee also youthful us, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that call on the Lord out of a out of a pure heart. You know what he's saying? He's saying, I know, and I have authority, and I'm telling you, flee youthful lust, follow righteousness, live right, be honorable, not dishonorable, and serve me, and, and you will be prepared. I'm just saying, if you ever... And sometimes, isn't this true? Sometimes we see the world getting by, or seemingly getting by, with, with such gross... Uh, immoral behavior that we might feel like, well, our little, our little infractions aren't so much. And my counsel to you and the counsel of this verse would be, hold on just a minute. The foundation of God is still sure. The Lord still knows. I mean, every work's going to come into account. It's not, nothing's going to get by our Lord. He still has authority. The foundation of God stands sure. He still has the ability to hold us accountable. The foundation of God stands sure. Let me give you another thought. Look at verse 21. He says, If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the Master's use and prepared unto every good work. Did you know that the foundation of God standing sure speaks of the Lord's availability to work? I like the thought. Sometimes we want to give up on people, don't we? You know, I've prayed, I've witnessed, I've talked to... What do we say in Texas? I've talked till I'm blue in the face. I'm done. I'm through. Wait just a minute. As long as that foundation of God stand assured, the Lord's available. The doors are open. As long as, as long as the foundation of God is sure, then God is able to draw sinners to Himself. Don't ever give up on anybody. Don't ever stop loving. And you may have to try a different approach from time to time, but just know that as long as the foundation of God standeth sure, He's available and He's capable of working. I was, I was blessed. I, you know, we, we're not, we don't feel like we're very good church members because we're, not, we're never home. 
and we'll pop in and we get all the, the, the blessings and get to be there and then we're off again. We tithe back to our local church and we stay in contact with our pastor and such, but we don't feel like we're very good church members. But God let me see something the last uh, half a dozen times we were in Amarillo over a, a segmented period of time that just blessed my heart. One Sunday we were sitting there, we happened to be home, and, and just back behind us over to our right was a young man by the name of Gabriel, the first-time visitor. And I work, I, work, I work hard at making sure first-time visitors are made to feel welcome and doing my part from the pew and introducing myself. And, and, uh, and, so he, and, and the next time he came back, he remembered... I remembered his name, and he seemed to kind of like that, that I remembered his name and such. And so then we're gone. We don't see anybody for a while. And then we're back on a, a, a few weeks later, and we're back at a service, and, and we get to see that young man walk the aisle and make a profession of faith. He had trusted Christ as his Savior. He wanted to let everybody know. Well, I was just so pleased. Oh, thank you, Lord. That's wonderful. I was glad to see that. Then we're off and we're gone again, gone again for a few weeks and we, and we come back and the next time we come back, we happen to be there in the evening service and there's old Gabriel up there getting baptized. Well, that's just exactly how that's supposed to work. And I just thank the Lord for that. I'm so pleased and proud that the Lord let me see that. And, and then we were gone and off for two or three weeks again and then we were back. And you know what? The last Sunday that we were there on a Sunday morning, I looked up in the choir there's Gabriel. He hadn't been saved, baptized very long. He's in the choir. I'm just telling you, that's how that's supposed to work. And the point of my telling you that is, God's still available and able to work. As long as the foundation of God standeth sure, don't ever give up on anybody. And there's something else that this means. As long as the foundation of God standeth sure, it means you won't ever run out of the grace of God that you need for whatever you're facing. You never will. I, don't, I, 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 I hate saying I don't care what you're going through. I don't mean it like that. It matters not what you're going through in or, in, to the degree that you'll never go through anything that His grace won't be sufficient. Never will. From the day you come to know Christ to the day you leave this life, His grace will be sufficient. Why? Well, the foundation of God standeth sure. And it just says that whatever you need in regard to grace to glorify Him, He's going to have it for you. Because the foundation of God standeth sure. I'll give you a testimony that Hopefully, we'll, we'll underline what I just said. My, my dad was 92, and um, uh, one Saturday morning back in May, May 26th, he was, he was uh, kind of lethargic. And, uh, and so, Mom called an EMT that lived a couple miles down the road, and said, could you come by and look at Edward? Said, he's not, he's just not himself. And so he, dri he drives up, looks at him. He said, yeah, I think you better probably call an ambulance or something and get him to the hospital or something. And so they take my dad to the hospital and, and uh, they've got him in the emergency room. And, and the doctor comes out, a lady doctor comes out to my dad and she says, Mr. Bigham, 
said, in order for you to get through the night, said, we're going to have to get you through the night. We're going to have to do this procedure on you. It's not a big thing, just a small thing, but it'll help us keep you here through the night so that, so that we think you can, you'll be all right. And my dad is, is 92, and he, he smiles at this doctor, and then he says, no, he said, I'm too close to Jesus and heaven to be worried about staying here. And then within no more than two minutes, from a, from a good mind, able to verbalize his desire, and he's gone. And, and the reason that is so special to me, not just because he's my, he was my dad, but my dad was always, I, don't, I won't use the word afraid, but he did not want to be on this earth without a good mind. If his mind was gone, he didn't want to be here. He said, it, he said I want to go home before dark, meaning before the mind goes. God let him do that. God did that. God gave him the grace for 92 years to, to live the life and then in the end make the decision that, no, I don't want the procedure. I'm ready to go home. And God said, okay, God's able to do that. Now, I always wondered how it would be. Dad never said who was going to do his service, he, but he had some notes written, and he said he just had my name in there. Well, I didn't know. I helped with my, my younger brother's service about two years ago, and it was harder than I thought. So I didn't know if I could do dad's. But he penciled me in, and there was nobody else. And so I said I'd do that. And I'm just telling you, God's grace is sufficient. It is. You're not going to find a location on this earth where you're trying to serve the Lord and please the Lord where His grace can't get to. You're not going to find a burden so heavy so difficult, so sorrowful, so tragic that God's grace is not sufficient to, to, to sustain you while, while you go through that. I'm just saying to you, the, and you say, well, well how's that tied into the message? The foundation of God stand assured. My mother is 90. They live out in the country, not many people around there. So we, we have dad's service, and I say, Now, Mom, it's probably hard to talk about, but I don't think you can stay out here on the farm by yourself. And she just kind of backed up and took that look like a mom can sometimes and said, Deep breath, you got to let me try. You got to let me try. Well, Mom, I don't know. What if something? You've got to let me try. And do you know what? God's grace is sufficient. It is. It is sufficient. I, I just don't know how to end this message except to say that the foundation of God standeth sure. Having this seal, saying this to you, indicating, inscribing this to you, the Lord knoweth them that are His. And 
that we're supposed to live for Him and He can hold us accountable. And anything you're going to face in this life, He'll be able to accomplish. He'll be able to accomplish what people in their hearts and minds will let Him accomplish. And He'll be able to sustain you in any difficulty that you're in. Father, help us this, tonight. Help us to help us to just to go to bed tonight with a smile on our face and warmth and joy in our heart because the foundation of God standeth sure. And there are people in this, this service tonight that could give testimony of great loss, hard times, serious tragedy, and yet they would testify of the same thing, that your grace is sufficient which just says the foundation of God stands sure. So, Father, help us tonight to be encouraged. And when we find ourselves wanting to give up on people, when we find ourselves not wanting to continue, when we find ourselves wanting to uh, cease being what we're supposed to be, help us to be reminded that the foundation of God standeth sure. When we find ourselves tempted, Help us to be reminded that the foundation of God standeth sure. We'll thank you for it. Blessed tonight, and we'll thank you for that as well. In Jesus' name, stand.